All right, James chapter 1, James chapter 1, and we'll read verses 19 through 25. James 1, verses 19 through 25 say this in the Word of God. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Let's pray. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, I'm glad that we can, uh, dear God, uh, say right now I abide in Jesus. Right now Jesus abides in me. It is well with my soul. We thank you for the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and what it did the very moment in our life that we, that we believe, the very moment we believe, Lord, we are changed for time and eternity. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank of our loved ones, Lord, that are not saved. Lord, we thank of... Uh, Lord, we think of uh, Brother Wood's brother and father. We think of Sister Meyer's brother. We think of this uh, young man, uh, Matt, that uh, Pam mentioned and others that have been uh, mentioned. Lord, I think of my loved ones and we all have uh, loved ones, dear God, that need to, need to be saved. And so we pray wherever they are right now that the Holy Spirit of God take the word that they've heard and convict and uh, Lord, just uh, put a heavy a Holy Ghost conviction on them right now, Lord, wherever they are, that they might, uh, Lord, in your grace, surrender to you. And uh, Lord, we pray for those uh, that have been mentioned with uh, physical need. Lord, we think of Sister Meredith tonight. We think of uh, Sister Muxlow. Lord, we think of uh, Darcy tonight. And uh, Lord, others, Lord, please help them physically. Those with an emotional, dear God, please give them peace and grace. Lord, just every area of our life, Lord, help us to trust you. Lord, I think of the young people, Lord, uh, that go into school. We thank you for our, our young people that make that effort. Lord, I think about Zach getting on the, the dean's list and the other uh, students, Lord, just trying to be a good testimony there. Lord, we thank you uh, for that. And so, Lord, uh, help us, Lord, as your people. And thank you, Lord, that we can call you friend and you desire to call us friend. And we give you the honor and glory for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so uh, as we look at this tonight, of course, uh, we understand in life, uh, right, that, uh, you know, uh, there's, if, if we get caught up in life, we'll be caught up in, in the bondage of this world. And that's really what happens. You know, uh, 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 and as we'll see, you know, salvation gives you the opportunity to be free and it makes you free. But you need, as they say, you know, you need to own it, right? You need to make it your own and uh, live in it because, you know, there's people that are, uh, uh, saved, you know, that, that uh, you know, fall into sin or, or you know, say there's people that have been, you know, saved, commit uh, uh, suicide and, and all those things. Why? Because, you know, they get saved, but that they never really get in the Word and they really de never develop that strong relationship or somehow uh, they, get, they get away from it. And so as we see here, why it's so important uh, uh, not just to, you know, be saved by the incorruptible seed, but, amen, to be 
uh, in, in the Word of God. You know, people, people find themselves in that bondage thinking. Uh, uh, but listen, in the Christian life, there is, there, is a, there is a bondage, but it's as a willing prisoner, amen, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's really uh, availing ourselves and making us servants of Him that brings us the liberty that we should have because our liberty is in Him, as we'll see in these verses. We have been purchased, of course, by His own precious uh, uh, blood. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of that, uh, we've been uh, delivered and we're free. And uh, 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 He loves us, amen, with an everlasting love. Think about that. You know, uh, uh, if you say, well, uh, what, what did you do in your life? What did you do in your life? See if you can ask this question to make God start loving you. What did you do in your life? What, how old are you when God started loving you? That's a good question. How old were you when God started loving you? Well, he always loved you. You didn't do anything to make, that's what most people don't understand. You didn't do anything to make God start loving you. You didn't do anything to make God start loving you. And you know what? Therefore, you can't do anything to make him stop loving you. <laughs> you know, think about that too. You didn't do anything to make him start loving you. So you can't do anything to make him stop loving you. Boy, people need to, to realize, and aren't you, aren't you glad about that? And so uh, we get saved, and uh, as we surrender ourselves to Him, we have liberty in Jesus Christ, and we are free to serve Him. And our motive is that. Our motive is that. So in these verses, we'll see the Spirit of God brings us to the subject of the law of liberty. We do not respond uh, to others in like kind. We do what we do as unto the Lord. Amen. Everything we do is for Him. And uh, I tell people, listen, the, 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 the best way uh, to stay out of sin of things is just, is just to, to love Jesus more than you love anything else. Love more. You know, uh, you, know you, 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 you might get tempted by the flesh. You might get tempted by something. You say, oh, man, that might be a nice thing to try. That might be a nice thing to do. You know, but no, you say, nope, just like Joseph, no, uh, more than I love any pleasure that that sin could bring to me. I love the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he has the preeminence in my life. But verse 25, let's look there. But whoso looketh into the, notice, the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So notice that statement, the perfect law of liberty. Of course, liberty means freedom, independence. And so uh, through Jesus Christ, Right, we are we we are uh, set free from our sin in the old life, but listen, we got to learn how to how to appropriate that and exercise it and enjoy it, because we have freedom from the dominion of our sinful appetites and passions. We don't have to give in, you know. In verse one, James calls himself a servant of God. It says this, James one verse one, James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, which again is an amazing thing because uh, we know that James was Jesus' brother. And as we learned uh, in our, our Sunday school class, right, as we know that just a little before Jesus went to the cross, he, James was one of those mocking him. And now he willingly calls himself a, uh, a, a servant of his brother and of the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. So in Christ, it's amazing, you can be a servant and be at liberty. 
You know, the Bible has all those, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the way up is down and uh, uh, the way to be rich is to be poor. And, you know, the Bible, it looks like it does everything uh, 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 backwards, but that's how it is. The best way to get liberty and enjoy freedom is to make yourself a servant of Jesus Christ. So as we yield to God and his word, we're delivered from the bondage of our past life and can enjoy the liberty of our new life. Romans 8, 1 and verse 2. Romans 8, verses 1 and 2. You know these verses say what? There is therefore now no condemnation to them which what? We're in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Why? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Notice that in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. So as I'm in Christ Jesus and made myself a willingly a, 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 a bond slave, if you will, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Somehow, by being that willing slave, I'm set at liberty and I can enjoy the blessings uh, that God has uh, made for me through my salvation. So as a Christian now, but remember this, you know, uh, people say, well, you know, if I believe that way, you believe you can just do whatever you please. Well, you're close, close. I cannot, I cannot do whatever I please as a Christian, right? I can't do whatever pleases me as a Christian, but I can do whatever pleases him as a Christian. And because I am a Christian, whatever pleases him pleases me, so therefore I am doing whatever I please, <laughs> right? So in that sense, I do, I do do whatever I please, but I run it through him, amen? And so by doing whatever pleases him, because I love him and I've surrendered myself to him, therefore I'm doing what pleases me because what pleases me is what pleases him. And uh, so that's, that's, a, that's an exciting thing. So when we realize what we have in Christ Jesus, that's a marvelous thing. John 8, 31. John 8, 31 says this, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. John 8, 31. Here it is again. If ye continue in my word, which it talks about here, then are ye my disciples and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So when you get saved, you're right. The truth opens up to you because you're made spiritually alive, right? You can't know it till you get saved because natural man receiveth not the things of God. Neither can he know them. Why? Because these things are, they're foolishness unto him because these things are spiritually discerned. So once you get saved, you're made spiritually alive and now you can know the truth. And as you are in Christ Jesus and know the truth through Christ Jesus, amen, you are set free. But notice what, again what it says in verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the word. Notice what it says. This man, this man shall be blessed in his deed. This man. Notice what it said and didn't say these people. It says this man because this is an, our, our relationship is an individual thing. We each have a personal responsibility to be doers of the word and doers of the word. We know we have a responsibility as a church to go into all the world, right? We have that responsibility as a church, but the, the, the responsibility of, uh, of living the Christian life is put on us individually as believers. So this man, 
We each have that personal responsibility, which they don't teach in the world anymore, right? Those personal responsibility. But in the church, we still believe in personal responsibility. The Bible still teaches personal responsibility, and it teaches our personal responsibility, amen, to live for the Lord and be doers of the word and doers of the work. As it says in verse 22, where it talks about that, notice it says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. And notice what happens. If you're a hear only, what does it say? If, if you're not a doer, you're just a hear, what are you doing? You're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. And deceive means to mislead, right? Uh, what do they say? The worst deception is what? <laughs> Self-deception. And so if you're just a hear, you hear the word of God, but you don't make it part of your life, right? Uh, uh, you, don't, you, you don't become active in living out the precepts and principles uh, of the word of God. You're misleading yourself. You're deceiving yourself. And you know what? There are a lot of Christian, there are a lot of religious people, especially in America. And then I'm going to bring that step further. Not only especially in America, but especially in the South <laughs> and especially in our area. I mean, let's just break it down to home, right? Not only just a lot of people in America, but especially in the South. And, you know, we knock on doors and what everybody's saved. Right. Everybody's saved, especially in our area. And you know what? They're deceiving themselves. They are deceived. Why? Because every week they hear. Right. They hear the word of God or what they think is the word of God. They hear the word of God, but they are not doers. They hear. They think, oh, just because they went to some religious service, they think they are spiritual just because they heard something from the Bible. Right. A lot of people think they're, they're they're spiritual and they're good pillars of the community just because they showed up at some service on a Sunday morning. But you know what? They're not obedient to that word. Right. Uh, they don't let they, they haven't surrendered themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> they haven't uh, yielded themselves uh, to the Holy Spirit of God. They're not the Holy Spirit. God, they're not. They have no desire to live according to the precepts and principles of the word of God. But they do their little activity Sunday morning and check. Well, here's what it takes to be a good pillar of the community. You know, uh, uh, you know, pay, pay, pay your taxes and work hard and uh, show up and listen to something on Sunday morning and all that. Right. And you're a good person, but they are not obedient. And so they're deceiving themselves. They're deceiving themselves. And that's what the word of God says. You can hear it. But if it's not active in your life. Well, then you're deceiving yourself. You're not pleasing God or doing any things that brings honor and glory to God in your life. Just showing up means nothing to God. Who you are as a Christian, who you are as a Christian or the type of Christian you are, right, should grow out of reading, following, and obeying. Reading, following, and obeying the Word of God on a daily basis. You know, uh, you know, I'm probably not where where I wish I was uh, spiritually as a Christian, but but where but the, but the 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 main reason, where whatever level I am as a Christian, you know, uh, you know, I, I w- w- want to try and gauge where I am uh, on the scale. But wherever I am is not just because, you know, fortunately, I'm glad when I got saved, somehow God put it in me when I got saved, I made a commitment. I remember making that commitment as a young Christian that no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to be in the house of God. I'm going to be in the house of God. 
you know? I mean, for the most part, I've always felt like going to the house of God. But listen, I can't say, I hate to admit it, but can I say I've always felt like me? <laughs> oh, but I had to. I was the pastor, so I had to go, right? Yeah, you know? Honey, do I have to go to church? You're the pastor. You got to go. Oh, man. Right? Like, like that. But, but not just because of that, but because, you know, so, uh, Monday through Saturday, you know, I get up in the morning, amen, and I read the Word of God, and hopefully I try to follow the Word of God and obey the Word of God. So God makes you as He transforms you by His Spirit working in you, amen, and then the fruit will overflow out of that. So how do you know a great Christian? Because a great Christian will be a great doer of the Word. He loves the Word of God, and he wants the Word of God to be active in his life, and his decisions are made upon the precepts and principles of the Word of God in his life. Going on here says, verse 23, For if any be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he's likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. I mean, if, if I would if I, if I have walked in here and, you know, uh, 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 my tie had been undone and my uh, hair would have been messed up and, you know, uh, all this and that, and they say, man, didn't you look in the mirror? Yeah, why? What's your problem? Well, obviously, either uh, you didn't see what you look like or you just didn't care, right? And, uh, you know, and you didn't, do it, you, didn't do any, you didn't do anything about it. And so, you know what? I can tell when you, we walk into church, I can tell most of you looked in the mirror, amen, before you came to church, right? Because I don't think you woke up looking like this. You didn't wake up. Look, I, I guarantee it. I don't know. Even as short as my hair is, how come it's always sticking up when I get up in the morning? But anyways, right? I guarantee we didn't wake up uh, looking, looking, like, looking like this. We all looked in the mirror and we did something about it. And that's a good thing. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, anyways, I'll stop there. I'll get in trouble. Right. So it says in verse 23, he is a likened to a man beholding himself in a natural face in a glass for what he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. He didn't do nothing about it. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. So notice what he, what he, what he does there. He beholdeth himself. Verse 24, for he beholdeth himself. That means he takes notice. He considers. He's supposed to contemplate when he looks in the mirror. You know, we look in the mirror and say, well, what do I need to, what do I need to uh, 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 correct here? And, oh man, I need to shave my ears. I need to do this. I need to do that. Come on, we all do that stuff, right? So that is the purpose of God's Word. What is the purpose of God's Word? To behold ourselves, to see you as you really are. That's what we want. Word of God, show me what I need to correct. Show me, Lord, how, 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 how wicked my heart is. Show me what I need to get right. So the Word of God, I would say the two main purposes of the Word of God is one, to behold self, to what? See you as you are. And then two, to behold him, to see him as he is. Right? I want to behold the Word of God that it might show me how I really look so I can correct it. Then also behold it to see him as he really is. Amen. So uh, I desire to continue to serve him. And then I look at the Word of God. On one hand, it shows me will I, where I fall short. And then I look at the Word of God, and then I see how He makes up the gap for me. Amen? And that encourages me uh, to keep going. I want to see where I fall short, but then when I want to see what He's done to fill that gap for me or help me get that thing corrected. 
So, verse 25, but whoso looketh in the perfect law of liberty, not forgetting, but continueth therein. That's what we want to do. We don't want to look and forget. We want to look at it and say, oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? I love it to see people get saved and then they, they start learning. You know, I remember talking to people. Uh, uh, we, had a, we had a couple in our, I remember a church in Germany. He was, uh, he was from South Africa. Man, he was 6'8". Man, he, he was 6'8". He was from South Africa. And uh, the lady that came with him, uh, she was born in Romania, but she was from German descent. That's how she got to come uh, uh, to Germany. And I remember he, sh- he showed up at church one time by himself. And uh, 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 um, he, the guy preached on Psalm 14. I'm going to tell you a story. He preached on Psalm 14, and he came and got right with God. And then uh, uh, about a month later, he, he showed up with a, a young lady. I thought, it was, I, thought it was, I thought it was his wife. Well, and that was Brother Munson's last service, and he happened to preach on Psalm 14, right? And she came forward and got right with God. So two different preachers, they both preached Psalm 14, and these, these people came right with God. Well, a couple weeks later, they came and said they wanted to get baptized. And uh, I said, well, then that's when I found out they weren't married. I said, well, you know, we need to correct some things here, right? I said, well, you know, maybe get married first, then get baptized as a couple, and then you can move, look at it as a new starting point in your relationship. Well, because he was from South Africa, it took months. But, but at that time, their heart was tender, and whatever I'd say, they'd say, oh, is that what we got to do? Oh, is that what we got to do? Is that what we got to do? And they, that's the right kind of attitude. That's how it was when I got saved. Man, I go to church, preach Alverson, I tell, oh, is that what I got to do? Is that what I got to stop? Is that what I got to start? Is, uh, is that what I got to do? And that's how we're supposed to be when we read the Word of God. I want to be a doer of the Word. Lord, show me what I have to do, and I want to continue therein. And thank God, hopefully, I've been continuing for almost 35 years, and you, some of you have been continuing longer that. But we want to be doers of the, now notice what it says, verse 25. But whoso look in the perfect law of liberty and not being a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. I've, I've rarely heard anybody quote being a doer of the work. They always quote the verse that says being a doer of the word. But we got a reminder that being a doer of the word takes work. It's not easy. The Christian life is not an easy life. It's like, if you really want to be a Christian, if you really want to be a testimony, if you really want to live for God, that is not an easy life. But it's the best life. Amen? It's worth the work. It's worth the effort. It's worth the labor. Amen? Uh, to serve and try to live your life according to the Word of God. You know these verses about the wise man, the foolish man, that story, but I'm just going to read the, the, the two that pertain in Matthew 7. Matthew 7, verse 24 says what? Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them is a wise man. Not just because he heard them. He's not wise just because he heard them. He's wise because he heard them and doeth them. That's what makes him wise. Doing the Word of God, putting the Word of God in the practice is where the sign of wisdom comes to. Well, liken to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not is likened to a foolish man. They both heard it, but one ended up foolish, one ended up wise. But they heard the same thing. What was the difference? One, one went out and disregarded. A fool. A fool, right? And, but he, one went out and did it, and he was wise, and he survived the storms of 
life. We've all had storms in our life, and that's what you, some people, some people even that are saved, even saved people, they're saved people that don't survive the storms of life. Why? Because they hear the Word of God, but for whatever reason, they they're saved. They don't put it into practice. But then there's people that have been through the same thing. There's people that have been through the same thing, and, but they survive it, and they go on for God. Why? Because they not only hear it, they do it. You know, I've seen people with the same diseases and one turns into a big pity party and the other one just says, well, God allowed them. And he goes on for God. Listen, something happens in your life. I want to sympathize with you. Something happens in your life. I want to pray for you. Something happens in your life. I want to care about you and all all those things. But I'll be honest with you. One thing I can't stand is a victim mentality. That, you know, down the road, you're still going, woe is me. And this, not, that's not that means you don't never talk about what happened. That doesn't mean you never bring it up. That's not what I'm saying. But, you, but when that event happens in life, you just sort of, life sort of stops right there for you. And you don't keep moving. And the, and, and the rest of your life is, you know, woe and me. Why does this happen to you? No, uh-uh. listen, we, we, we wish that wouldn't have happened in your life. We care about that. But the thing is, God is there for you. He's got some things in here that will help you and get you through that. But you don't just have to just hear it. You need to start putting it into practice. And those that put it into practice, amen, they get the strength, they get the grace, they get the faith they need to keep on moving on. And uh, amen, they get the help and God gets the glory for it. And so, listen, we don't just want you to hear it, amen? We want you to apply it to your life and get the help that you need, right? So you can hear the same, you can hear what you need to do, but if you don't put it into practice, then you become foolish. Or you can take it and put it into practice and wise and get the help you need and be strengthened and survive the storm. Verse 25 says again, But whoso looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, not being a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. Amen. He's willing to pay the price to be a doer of the word. This man, there it is, this man, amen, that takes it personal and lives it personally shall be blessed in his deed, his actions, his activities, right? Work is what? Work is about action. Work is about activities. And so when you get out there and you work and you, you make the Word of God active and it's part of your activities, you know what? You're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God? You're not your own. You need to remember that. Hey, you are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in what? In your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You see, uh, a servant, uh, how, how are you going to know uh, somebody's spiritual? Because you're going to see the action in their body. It says in body and spirit. Amen. They're going to be out there uh, uh, being active for God. God is a God of action. People that are in tune with God are going to be people uh, on the move for God. 2 Corinthians 5.15, and that he died for all, that they which live should not for, henceforth live unto themselves, Right? But unto him, that's what the word of God will teach you to do. You're not living for yourself anymore. It's not about uh, you anymore. Amen. It's about him and those that he brings in your life to minister to. But unto him which died for them and rose again. And so it says you'll be blessed. 
That word blessed means it means uh, that person possesses the favor of God upon their life, the good hand of God upon their life. And that is what we want in our life. You know what I want in my life? (laughs) I want to possess the good hand of God upon my life. I want to possess the good favor of God. I want to be blessed. And how can I be blessed? Amen. By being a person in the word. Amen. And then be uh, uh, putting the word of God into action in my life. That's what we want. A life that is marked, a life that gives evidence of having the fullness of God. Here, turn over to Revelation chapter one. Uh, uh, maybe you know, you know this verse, but this is a good verse to have marked in your Bible about the word of God. Revelation 1, blessed, right? Blessed. There's that word again. <laughs> Though, hey, how do you, the, the, the good hand of God is he that what? Readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Does it stop there? No. It doesn't say just read and hear. And keep. Read, hear, <laughs> keep. Who's blessed? Those that read, hear, keep. It takes all. Be a reader of the Word of God, be a hearer of the Word of God, be a doer of, God, of those things that are written herein, for the time is at hand. Well, we know in, in context it's talking about here, but that's a, that's a principle that applies, amen, uh, throughout uh, for all things in the Word of God. I want to be blessed. How can I be blessed of God? Be a reader of the Word, be a hearer of the Word, and then a doer of the Word, and a doer of the work. That, just uh, as we finish up, go back up to verse 19, all right? Verse 19, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. That means uh, be ready to hear, be prompt to hear, right? Well, if, you know, we, that's a good practice in human relations. That's a good practice in making a connection with other people. Right. Be quick to listen to them. Listen to problems. Listen about what's going on. In life. The best way to be a good be a good listener. Right. Something I'm trying to work on. Amen. Being a good listener. Right. Well, how much more in our relationship with God should we be ready to hear, prompt to hear what God has to say to us through his word? This is how we should hear the word of God. Wake up, Lord. I'm ready and I'm willing. Speak to me through your word this morning. And notice what, what it says there, right? Go down to verse 24. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Amen. Prepare your heart. Amen. To hear God. Prepare your heart to hear God and receive with meekness. Notice that statement. The engrafted word. Notice that st- word. Engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. That word engrafted. Think about uh, 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 sowing, right? When the sower sows the seed, a lot of times what he prepares the soil, the seed of the word that has been sown in our heart. We want it to be rooted and grounded. Amen. To take hold in our heart. So it talks about, again, in, uh, in, in, in verse uh, uh, 23, for if any man be a hearer of the word, he's not a doer, he's like unto a man again, beholding his natural face in the glass, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way straight and forgetteth what manner of man he was. Well, again, what, it compares it to a mirror. And what does a mirror do? It reveals our outward appearance. And then God's word is there to reveal our inside appearance. God's word will show us what what we need to do. Amen. What we need to do. And then it'll show us how to do it. It's the instruction manual. 
So if we do what we're supposed to do, amen, then God will allow us to do more and he'll do more in and through our life. So in the word, as we're in the word, God will reveal things to us. One, we'll see, we'll see the need for following, amen. I, I, I need to follow the Lord. He's the one that's going to guide me through life. He's the one that's going to help me through life. We'll see the need for cleansing. Oh, man, if I want to draw uh, close to him, then I'm going to have to deal with these things in my life. Like it says in verse 21, I'm going to have to lay apart all filthiness and superfluity and naughtiness, amen, and be ready to receive that word and promptly and be not just to receive it, but to be obedient to it and see the need for daily instruction for life among other things. Amen. I, 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 I want to continually see my need. Amen. Paul said, Paul was a great leader. Paul was a great leader. But what do you say? Follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. Every day I want to give up and I want to wake up thinking, Lord, as I go through this day, I need thee every hour. I need to follow you today. I need to, I need to get anything right that's in my life today. Amen. I need you to give me that daily instruction. So may the Lord help us to keep a childlike spirit. Amen. We needed that childlike spirit to be saved. We need that childlike spirit to continue, right? A, uh, uh, that's way, a child waiting for that instruction from the parent to know what to do in life. We must keep a childlike spirit to hear, follow, and obey. Hear, follow, and obey. Doers of the word, doers of the work. It takes conscious effort. Live a life of spiritual liberty through the perfect law of Liberty. We can do it. Amen. By being daily in the word and let the word be active through our life. So as we finish up, let us remind ourselves we need to understand that the law that living in the law of liberty is abiding under the ruling presence of Christ on a daily basis. Amen. How do, how do I let Christ have rule and reign in my life? By yielding to the Word of God. That's how He works. Discover genuine freedom by yielding to the Lord and living consciously. That's the thing. Consciously in His presence. We, Lord, help me to have a conscious awareness of Your presence today. A conscious awareness of Your guidance of life. A conscious awareness of uh, uh, the, the Word of God. Amen in my life. Recognize that Christ, again, has purchased our freedom and called us to live on a higher plane. Live the Christian life for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because, he, because of what he has done for you. And say, Lord, help me to learn that obedience. What is not just, just do, it shouldn't be a burden. I delight to do thy will, O God. Obedience brings its own reward and God's blessing. So may the Lord help us to experience the blessing of God by obeying Him on a daily basis. Be in the Word daily and live the Word daily. Lord, I heard that Word. Lord, I read that Word. Now today, help me to keep that Word so I can be blessed. Amen. And people be able to see that in my life. Let's pray.